Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. Stand up for your country. We've got some Biden news. We've got some Trump news. And we have uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff that I think you'll all find interesting. At least I hope you will. By the way, if we ever bore you, if we're ever not interesting, you need to write to me fast. Bill at BillOReilly.com. If you hear or see anything that's not interesting, I want to know about it, because that's the worst thing I can do is be dull. All right, first up, uh, Joe Biden signs immigration orders um, based on uh, a lax immigration policy. So that, that's what the Democratic Party wants. The progressives want it. Joe Biden more than happy to have a lax border, lax enforcement of people coming to the United States illegally. Now, he won't use the word illegal. It's irregular migration. It's not illegal aliens anymore. No, 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 no. It's irregular migration. And this is actually in the executive order. So here it is. Create a task force to reunify families, reunite children who were separated from their parents as they tried to sneak across the border. That's a good thing. No child should be uh, separated from his or her parents ever. And I, I think that's fine. I'd do the same thing if I were president. The problem is when you reunite them, where do they go? What happens to them? It's not a kid's fault. Parents take them across the border and they're caught and you can't keep adults and children in the same facility. Now, do you have family housing? Is that what should happen? I, I, I can't even tell you. It's so chaotic. And the point is that many of the smugglers use kids, not their own kids, to get into the country. And teenagers are used in human trafficking. So obviously, they're not going to be with their parents. They're coming with criminals. And, oh, I'm, I'm her uncle. Uh, yeah. So this isn't is what it seems. It's not what it seems. It's been propagandized by the dishonest media all day long. Now, the disassociation of the parents and the children started under Barack Obama, big time, because they had so many problems identifying who was a parent and who wasn't. It's not like they come in with birth certificates. But they separated the kids. Most of those kids are treated very humanely. But they're, they're separated. So if the U.S. government can try to figure this out, it's not easy. I'm for that. Secondly, develop a strategy to address irregular migration across the southern border. Create a humane asylum system. Okay. But Biden doesn't create any more asylum courts in his executive order. So what do we have? 50,000 people in Mexico waiting to file for asylum claims. Now the courts to process that can't be done. And that's the ruse. If you get here, if you set foot on our soil and you say, I want asylum, then you get to stay until your case is heard, which is five years from now. You see what the ruse is. And Biden's already announced he's going to pathway to citizenship. All the undocumented already here. So if you're in Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador and Nicaragua, all those places you got, I got to get there. 
I got to get to the USA. Now, the mistake that uh, people who oppose illegal immigration make is that they demonize the actual poor people trying to get a better life. That's not the way we should do this. This is wholly the fault of the federal government. There should be a wall on the southern border. Biden stopped it. Okay, there should be uh, deportations quickly. If you want to apply for asylum, you have to go to the U.S. Council in your own country. All those Central American countries and South American countries have U.S. Councils, offices there in Tegucigalpa or uh, San Salvador. That's where you apply. You don't trek across Mexico, show up in Texas or Arizona or New Mexico, say, I want asylum. No. So all of this could be solved, but the Democratic Party doesn't want to solve it because the more foreign nationals that come into the country, right, most of them, when they get the power of the vote, vote Democrat. My people did. When my people who were thrown off their land uh, by the British crown in County Cavan, when the two twin boys arrived from Galway, they were signed up when they were 18 to vote in the Democrat Party. That's the tradition, because the Democrats are the party of entitlement. We'll give you things. Republicans aren't that. Okay? So the more foreign nationals, the more dependent people on the government you can get, the more power you have. That's what this is all about. Not about humanitarian stuff. It was about humanitarian stuff. This would be run in a much different way. Not chaos where people die, where coyotes make money, where people are abused. That's not humanitarian. Is there anything that addresses that in Biden's order? No. Okay. Finally, restore faith in our legal immigration system. Promote integration of new Americans with a policy of integration and inclusion. More politically correct gibberish. Does Joe Biden know what he signed here? I doubt it. I mean, he's just being given things here. Sign this, Mr. President. Sign that, Mr. President. You think he's writing this stuff? He's not writing this. This is coming from the Obama people who want a flood of foreign nationals in here. Look at California. Look how that state, the largest in the union, has changed. Ronald Reagan was a two-term governor there. Republican conservative Ronald Reagan, two-term governor. Okay, now there isn't a Republican Party in the state. What's changed? Immigration. It's right there before anybody's eyes. That's what this is all about. And Biden is more than happy. Come on, come on in. I'm not going to stop anybody. And if you get here, you're going to be an American citizen in eight years. (sighs) It's just unbelievable. And when Donald Trump took over as president, about 11 million illegals in here. When he left, there were 14 and a half million. So under, with all of the uh, strict measures that the Trump administration took to stop illegal immigration, it increased by about 4 million. And this is uh, according to the Pew Research Center. Okay. Now, it, that happened because it was a flood. You remember these caravans and, and it was organized. All right. Before 2016, wasn't organized. It was just people coming and the cartels would help them for money, all of that. But then 
Then these groups got involved with hundreds of thousands of dollars, organized people to come on up. So um, in 2016, according to the Customs and Border Patrol, there are 1,140 apprehensions on the southern border. They, they caught, okay? 2019, 2,354, okay? This is not in the ports of entry. This is in the countryside. So you could see that there was a surge. Now, the surge fell off once President Trump made the deal with, um, with Obrador. Now, remember, I told you that. I was the only one to report it. President Trump told the president of Mexico, we're going to designate the drug cartels as terror organizations. Therefore, we're going to be able to drone them and send special forces in to kill them. Obrador went, no, 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 because the Mexican government is very dependent upon the drug cartels for the economy, for bribes, whatever it may be. So Trump said, okay, but you got to put the Mexican military on the southern on your southern border with Guatemala and on our northern border with the USA, which Obrador did. That slowed everything down. Now there's no deal because Trump's not there anymore. Now, as far as asylum is concerned, uh, in 2016, a year Trump took office, there are 115,000 asylum requests. Okay. When he left, there were 96,000, actually 97,000. So that went down because you couldn't stay in the United States. Donald Trump sent you to Mexico to wait for the asylum process. So it went down. Now, Biden's going to do away with that. It'll go up. So all in all, what's going to happen, and, and I tried to get a report on how much money it costs the American taxpayer just to deal with illegal immigration in this country. Uh, one organization says $135 billion, another says $54 billion. Uh, they don't know. They don't know. But it is an enormous strain. But what's going to happen is you're going to have a surge of caravans again. You're going to have chaos on the border. That is going to hurt Joe Biden. That and the economy are the two things that could sink them in the midterms in 2022. Mark my words. Okay. Um, climate change. Now, you know, Joe Biden is a big climate change guy. Uh, everybody in his administration admits no matter what we do in the United States, no matter what kind of carbon tax we have, we knock out all the fossil fuel industry, no matter what we do, not going to really matter because Russia, China and India don't cooperate. They all admit it. But the theory is if we do it, others will follow and this will be good for the economy. I don't think it's going to be good for the economy, but I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to have clean energy. But if somebody asked me the other day, well, if GM is going to stop making gas-driven automobiles in 2030, whatever it may be, and it's all going to be electric, who's going to provide the electric? <laughs> the electric, who's going to provide that? And I went, I don't know. Maybe you put a windmill in the gas station? I, I don't know. Something to think about. Okay, so uh, climate change, if you oppose it, you're a loon. You're a science denier if you oppose all of these measures to fight climate change. But now the Biden administration is taking it one step further. 
if you oppose any policy to fight climate change, you are a racist. Roll it. Climate change is a racial justice issue because it exacerbates the challenges in the communities that have been left behind. It goes after the very same communities that pollution has held back and racism has held back. And it's our opportunity to serve those communities, to elevate them. Makes no sense at all. And that was Gina McCarthy, who is a national climate advisor. That makes no sense whatsoever. So the fossil fuel industry, if you go to Harris County, Houston, best example, employs many minorities, many. It's a huge industry in Texas, in East Texas and West Texas, the Midland area. Everybody knows that, except Gina. Gina doesn't know that. Because Gina thinks if you work in the fossil fuel industry and you're a minority, you're being persecuted somehow even though the salaries are pretty darn good. So that makes no sense, but it doesn't have to make sense because all the Biden administration wants to do and the Democratic Party and the media is if you oppose all of these climate change orders, you're a racist because the marginalized groups, the blacks and Hispanics, and I don't know how the gays fit in, but I'm sure they do somehow, they are uh, they're getting the worst of the climate change. You know, it's hotter in their neighborhoods or, or something. I don't know, quite know what. So that is another ploy. You see, race now is everywhere for everything. And if you oppose progressive policies, you're a racist on everything. Easy, easy play. And that shuts people up because they don't want to be called a racist. So I just want to review what progressives so far see Joe Biden as uh, what is it, two weeks for Joe, two weeks tomorrow. God, doesn't it seem a lot longer than that? Here's what they want free. All right. And Joe wants to give all of everybody free too: free college, cancel all student debt, Medicare for all. That means everything's free. No deductibles, no co-pays, no premiums. No, I guess you would. In your paycheck, there'd have to be a Medicare tax, but Medicaid, no, so it's free. Housing, okay, vouchers available to all eligible families. Housing vouchers, so you get free out, free rent, okay? And the key word is eligible families, those would be marginalized families, okay? And that would be the Fair Housing Act. Child care pre-K, free for everybody. Don't have to pay anybody anymore. All right. Food security. So right now, 40 million Americans out of 330 million uh, get nutritional assistance, food security. All right. So Biden wants to jack that way up. He's expanded benefits almost a trillion dollars in food. Now, where are we going to get all this money to pay for everything that Biden wants to do? He has no blanket idea where we're going to get it. Biden doesn't know. He doesn't really care because he, he, he doesn't know that running up massive amount of debt is going to crash the American dollar. He doesn't know. Now, the progressives, the George Soroses, they know that and they want that because if the capitalistic system crashes, they can put socialism in its place. Um, and that's GameStop. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. 
Okay, uh, job, federal jobs guarantee um, everybody would have a job at a living wage. Now, what job would that be? Mm, federal government's going to have to provide it. They, they can't even get you vaccinated. But they're going to get everybody a job at a living wage. That means there's going to be a bunch of people getting a check. Okay, already the progressives want $12,000 to, I guess, marginal people, marginalized people. Uh, a year, thousand a month, just coming to you. No reason, you just get it. It's unbelievable. And this is socialism. That is what it is. So just understand when you're talking with your liberal friends, your progressive friends, that the end game here is to turn a capitalistic economy into a socialist economy, bankrupt the nation. And Biden is certainly on its way to do that, bankrupt it, and then the government swoops in and tells everybody what they can and can't have and what they can and can't do. GameStop. Okay, I'm not going to get into this in the micro weeds. I'll let uh, Stuart Varney do that for you. There are two things in play that you should know about. So there are many people of all political persuasions, left, right, center, anarchists, whatever, that hate Wall Street, the fat cats, they call them, the hedge fund managers who are fabulously wealthy because they manipulate various things. All right. Can be done. A lot of them go bankrupt. A lot of them don't succeed, but enough do. So you see what they have. On Long Island, on the East End, you see these guys walking around and they've got unlimited funds. So the regular folks who are involved with this investment stuff, they have found a way to punish the hedge fund people by driving up stocks like GameStop, a dying company, to unheard of levels. And then it comes right back down. Okay. I don't ever play this game. I never get involved with this. I don't do Bitcoin. I don't do any of that. All right. Forget it. I'm a boring conservative investor. The second thing in play is, again, the progressive far left wants the stock market to implode. Just like 1929. If that happens, much easier for the progressive forces to control the economy. FDR, that's what he did. He controlled the private sector, okay, after the Great Depression. They want a replay. Now, there are far fewer of them than the Reddit people who are running around trying to punish the um, hedge funds. So that's what that's about. Collapse of criminal justice in America. Happening faster than I thought it would. The three major cities, Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York, are all in dire trouble with no solutions in sight. San Francisco, not a major city because not that many people live there, is almost out of control totally. So let me tell you a story about a private investigator named Jack Palladino. You might have heard that name. He worked for Bill Clinton on the Lewinsky stuff and all of that. He has worked for Kevin Costner, Robin Williams, Huey Newton, the black radical, Courtney Love, 
on and on. He, he's a celebrity private eye, snoops around, all right, when celebrities get in trouble. So he goes out of his San Francisco apartment in Haight-Ashbury um, because there was bad stuff happening on the street in front of where he lives. He brings a camera, all right, to photograph whatever objectionable thing he didn't like. A car swoops in. Got two guys get out of the car, grab the camera. There's a fight. Palladino doesn't let go of the camera. He goes to the ground, hits his head. He dies. He's dead. Okay? So Palladino, 76 years old. Boom. The guys run away. They're arrested. 24-year-old Lawrence Thomas, 23-year-old, to join Flournoy. Now, Flournoy is the most interesting one. So Flournoy, on December 19, 2019, was arrested in a murder of Renisha Cook. He wasn't charged. Two of his friends were. He wasn't. Okay? But on February 21st, 2019, uh, that would be 10 months earlier, he was arrested and convicted of auto burglary. The San Mateo County DA, Stephen Wagstaff, a guy who doesn't like to prosecute crimes, all right, gave him probation, supervised probation. So when he was arrested in the murder beef, why wasn't he sent to prison? If you're on probation and you're arrested and not charged, he wasn't charged, but you're arrested under suspicion of murder, that's a violation of the probation. You go back. No. No. He's out on the street, and now he's going to be charged with murder of uh, Palladino. Now, we had to call the San Francisco County DA and say, are you going to keep this guy in jail, or is he going to get no bail and walk out? Because that's what they do even on murder charges. No, they say they're going to try to keep him in jail, but it depends on the judge. So if the judge in San Francisco County says, not going to keep him in jail because it's a racist, He's a black man, Flournoy. It's racist if he came in jail. He'll be out. And you think he's going to hang around on a murder beef? Now, we'll track it, and we'll let you know tomorrow if he's out or Friday, uh, Thursday or whatever it may be. But I'm just giving you this story to show you this is just out of control. You can't run a country like this. In Oregon, Portland... That city, one of the most beautiful in the country, is destroyed. So the mayor of Sandy, Oregon, 27 miles east of Portland. Remember, I used to work in Portland. I anchored the news there. Okay. He's so disgusted with what's happening in Portland. He said this. Go. Well, you know, it was last summer that we saw the Portland City Council eliminate uh, $15 million from the Portland police budget. They removed the gun violence uh, reduction team. And now here we sit. We see the uh, mayor, Ted Wheeler. He's one day he's getting punched in the face by citizens. Another he's having to use pepper spray. We have riots in the street. Requests to pick up uh, garbage and remove graffiti is at a uh, up 300 uh, percent. Gun violence and uh, homicides are at a 30 year high. Uh, this is defund the police. This is a culture of criminality. This is what it looks like. And that's all progressive policies. So I told you this. If I know somebody who's a progressive, I am very suspect of that person. 
because this is what it is. Anarchy. All right. That's Portland, Oregon. Now, the state of Oregon today says you want to use heroin? Go ahead. How about methamphetamine? Crack cocaine? Go ahead. Use it. Not a crime anymore to have it on you or to shoot up in public or to do anything like that in Oregon. First state. Hard drugs? Go ahead. Now, if you've been to Oregon, it's one of the most beautiful states in the union. Kate Brown, the governor, is ruining the state along with the state legislature. Ruining it. Okay? The whole state is being ruined by these progressive people. Now, who suffers when you're allowed to do heroin and all these other drugs? Who? The children suffer. Number one, they see it. Number two, the message is it's okay. Number three, many thousands of them have parents who are doing this. Do you not understand that? So the kids get hurt. There's a reason why hard narcotics are against the law. It's a public safety issue. Here's some good news. You ready for some good news? So one of my favorite actors is Denzel Washington. The guy has got tremendous screen presence. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a man phone it in or give a bad performance, even in movies that aren't so great. He is good all the time. So he's got a new movie out. I haven't seen it. And he's speaking to Yahoo Entertainment. Roll the tape. I have the utmost respect for what they do, for what our soldiers do that, that sacrifice their lives. Uh, I'm directing a movie now about the, a, a soldier that makes the ultimate sacrifice. And I, I just don't care for people that uh, put those kinds of people down. If it weren't for them, we would not have the freedom to complain about what they do. I should have set it up a little bit better when he says I have the utmost respect for them. He's talking about the police. Now, I met Denzel Washington one time at a Los Angeles Laker game ironically. He wasn't Mr. Warmth to me. I'm not sure he was a fan, but I, I was very respectful. I talked to him about his movie, The Book of Eli, if you have seen that. Um, but isn't it ironic? I met him at a Laker game when now the big Laker star is who? LeBron James, who is totally the opposite of Denzel Williams. Um, I'm Denzel Washington. So I'm just thinking to myself, what's the dynamic between Denzel and LeBron? Yeah? Okay. Let's get to some Trump news. So the New York Times is desperately trying to link the president and his administration directly to the insurrection at the Capitol. So they run a headline yesterday that says, 77 days, Trump's campaign to subvert the election. And in that, they, uh, there are seven reporters on this. All of them hate Trump, every single one. Okay, the whole article and title article that basically says Trump is responsible for the Capitol insurrection. The whole article is anonymous sources. So seven reporters couldn't get one person to back up what they were ordered to do. Find a link between Donald Trump his administration 
and the violence at the Capitol. That was the order, the mandate of the article. Okay, I'll just give you a few. Um, I'm taking, I'm quoting right out from the article. Mr. Giuliani called Mr. Clark a liar, according to people with direct knowledge of the exchange. People with direct knowledge. That could be anybody. Okay. Mr. Trump's son, Eric, proposed an electoral college betting pool. He wagered the president would win at least 320 electoral votes, according to a person present for the exchange. Well, that ought to narrow it down. Um, The leader in the president had been in regular contact in the days since the election, according to several people with knowledge of their conversations. Several people. Come on, this is just... Okay, I'll give you one more. Uh, the president's original election lawyers doubted that any attorney general would be willing to do so, according to one member of the team speaking on the condition of anonymity. Do so means um, challenge the electoral college. Okay, so everything in the article is this. I mean, I tell you, I can do an article like that on anybody at any time. I can find somebody to say bad things, particularly if it's Donald Trump. All right. And I can quote them anonymously and nobody. And this is what these newspapers do. This is even worse. The Washington Post ran a column by a guy named Philip Kennecott. Okay. Trump should never have a presidential library. So this idiot, Kennecock, is saying even if it's privately funded, Donald Trump should be denied a library by Congress, which is unconstitutional, of course. If Trump raises the money to build a library and builds it, Congress can't stop him. But this (laughs) poltroon, Philip Kendicott. Now, why would the Washington Post even print this? Don't they realize how hateful this stuff is? This isn't, you know, when you write an opinion column, and I'm all for that. I mean, I'm not. Obviously, I do that. I don't want censorship. But if it's stupid, then you don't print it. Not you're censoring an opinion. It's stupid, dumb, foolish unconstitutional what you're saying. Do you let some drunken guy in a bar write a column? He'd make more sense than Philip Endicott. But you got to wonder, are there no editors at the Washington Post anymore? They, They don't care? Okay. New over the counter COVID test kit. 95% accuracy. You can buy it put out by an Australian manufacturer named Elum. I hope I'm saying that correctly, mate. E-L-L-U-M-E. 30 bucks. All right. It's going to be available later in February. So that's good. Because a lot of people think they may have it. They get the sniffles. They don't feel well. And you get the little kit. And, you know. But is this going to be a big seller? I don't know. Mask mandates. Now, this slipped by a lot of people, but it didn't slip by your humble correspondent. So President Biden has authorized the Transportation Security Administration, that's the TSA, the guys and gals you see at the airport, who are usually pretty good, by the way, I must say. It's not an easy job. They are now authorized to fine passengers who fail to comply with the new mask requirements. And what are those requirements? 
Once you enter the airport, you got to wear a mask. Once you enter a train station, you got to wear a mask. On the train, when you come off the train, on the plane, when you land, you got to be out of the airport before you can take that mask off. If not, you'll be seized. They'll seize you and they can find you. Just so you know. Chicago. So I told you yesterday that the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, gave that teachers union an ultimatum. You better show up on Tuesday, February 2nd to teach the kids in person in Chicago. You better do it or else. So what's the or else? Well, Ms. Lightfoot is giving now a 48-hour cooling off period. So the teachers union teachers don't have to show up today or tomorrow. Thursday, I, they might be still cooling off. I don't know. Why? Because Lori Lightfoot doesn't want to alienate the teachers union. Now, this is insane. Why? Because the Catholic schools in Chicago, big Catholic town, are all open and have been open. And there isn't any problem there. Wow. The Catholic schools are open. Yeah, and the teachers show up and they're not getting COVID. Ah, oh, well, why won't the teachers union show up? Because they know their members don't want to go into the classroom. They don't want to. And Lori Lightfoot, wow, we'll have another cooling off period. (laughs) You think I'm ganging up on the progressives? I am. I am. Chicago homicides. Okay, 51 in January, the most in four years. Ten Chicago police officers shot in January. Huh. Carjackings, January 218. Last January, no COVID, remember, 77. And kids as young as 12 years old with guns are coming up, hauling drivers out, and stealing the cars. Why? Because they're not punished. That's why. Chicago. Okay, TV ratings. I told you, I sound like a know-it-all, I guess, right? Um, Do I sound like a know-it-all? All right. I told you they're all going to go down once Trump left. And once again, I'm right. So, in election week, November of last year, Fox News primetime audience was close to 8 million. 8 million tuned in on election week. All right. Um, Last week, 2 point, no, I'm sorry. Let me get Fox. 3.5 million. And that wasn't a bad week for them. Down from 8 to 3.5 on Fox. CNN has lost since the first of the year, three million viewers at eight o'clock. That's Anderson Cooper. And the Cuomo on nine is worse. MSNBC at eight o'clock. Who's that? The guy with the glasses, right? He's lost two million viewers. All of them, the graph is like this. I have the graph. I have it. You can't really see it, but you can see the last part of it is now. All right. This is the high, Woo! look out below. And this is going to continue. So that whole industry 
I think it's shot forever. And it's good for me. And it's good for BillOReilly.com. And it's good for our news agency here because people go, eh, it's the same stuff every night. So I'm going to look for something different. If you just think about all the information I've given you in the last 36 minutes, how much information I have given you, okay, and you compare it to what you get on cable news, come on. Okay, cancel culture. Uh, Saturday Night Live, I like the two guys, Colin Joust and Michael Che on Weekend Update. I like them. But Che is in trouble because he said this. Go. President Biden signed an executive order repealing Trump's ban on transgender people serving in the military. Fortunately, yeah, it's good news. It's good news, except Biden is calling the policy, don't ask, don't tuck. Now, tuck means that trans people hide their original gender. Okay, so that wasn't particularly funny. And the... Audience loved the fact that Biden had signed the executive order. You heard them. But now the trans community doesn't like Michael Che. He's taking it right between the eyes. And this sends a message to every comedian. Don't mess with the progressives. Don't mess them. You're going to get it. This week in history. This is an amazing story. All right. 1942. World War II. U.S. versus Japan. The Los Angeles Times. Edition after edition after edition urges, urges security measures against Japanese Americans, which President Roosevelt enacted. And you remember that 117,000 people, mostly Americans, many of Japanese descent, some of it German and Italian, were interned, were taken out of their homes and put in camps. Okay? And the front cheerleader for this on the Japanese side. L.A. Times. L.A. Times. So why aren't they canceled? So San Francisco's canceling George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, hauling their names off the high schools. But the L.A. Times, they're not canceled? And they led this internment push? Just asking. Okay, 79 years ago this week. Okay, back with some mail and a final thought about how Holly the terror dog survive the great blizzard here in the Northeast. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
Okay, let's go to the mail, and we're going to have an abbreviated one. Uh, Tanya, people who say they want socialism don't know what socialism is. They have no idea. I grew up in a socialist country, and I can tell them they don't really want socialism. Absolutely right. They don't know what to do in Tanya. And I'm glad you're here, by the way. Mary Ellen Wilbur, Plano, Texas. The Dems have done a much better job selling socialism to our young people than parents selling the American dream. What an interesting letter, Mary Ellen. That's because the American dream is hard. And socialism is easy. You're given stuff at socialism. American dream, you got to work for it. William Gabhart, New Albany, Indiana. I keep hearing about this global great reset. I find it disturbing, to say the least. Someone said the global elites want to implement by 2030. And if they're successful, we would have a one world totalitarian system. That's not what the great reset is all about. What it's about is being politically correct and socialistic in each country. James Whalen, Philadelphia. I think if President Biden's progressive agenda is going to wreck um, our economy, do you think America has to hit rock bottom for our citizens to realize this? Yes, I do. Got to go down, okay? Because pain is the only thing that's going to wise up Americans. Um, go to BillOReilly.com if you pre-order Killing the Mob, 50% off Killing Crazy Horse of the United States of Trump. And if you write to us, please do not be choleric, C-H-O-L-E-R-I-C, choleric. Back with a final thought in a moment. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So the blizzard of 2021 in the books in the Northeast. And Holly the terror dog had a very rough time. I know a lot of you asked. There she is last night. So Holly would not answer nature's call for 36 hours and you your humble correspondent had to keep an eye on her and holly was going i'm not going out i'm not doing it not going now holly is a corgi a welsh corgi welsh corgis are bred to keep sheep from falling off the little mountains over there and they're out in all kinds of weather sleet it snows and wells it rains it's cold it's windy the corgis are out, running around. And there's Holly going, I'm not going out. Why are you making me? Now, I think Holly is descended from the Queen's corgis. At one time, Queen Elizabeth had like 20 corgis. I think Holly comes from that lineage because she's certainly not an outdoors dog. And I'll, I'll pass the night with this dog. It's insane. But this morning, the snow stopped, and then I finally got her out. Ugh. We'll see you tomorrow.